This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart. And as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback. And I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cami here today on the podcast, Maddie Webb. Oh, I loved this conversation. Maddie is an influencer, and we talk all about the business model behind influencing. Super interesting to me. Hope it's interesting to you. Also, do you want to come see me? I will be in New York, August 16th through 20th. I will be, where else will I be? It's not already happened by the time you're listening to this. Oh, Portland! Portland, Oregon, Saturday, July 8th. Will you see me there? Will I see you there? Okay. CameronEsposito.com slash tour for tickets. I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still holding on. Darling, I know, I know, I know it's careless. Amazing. You have a great um, talking voice, by the way. Like a very soothing Mike oh, voice. thank you. I'm so, to be honest, being a stand-up comic is my primary job. I really do agree with you that I have a good voice. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, it's good. like it's necessary, you know? <laughs> it um, is. Jordan, you let's include this because obviously this is this makes me feel amazing. So go ahead and put this in the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jordan's saying deaf in the chat. Okay. So I always I always start the show by having guests introduce themselves. Would you introduce yourself? Well, of course. Yeah. I sweet. don't even know how to. Um my name is Maddie B. Webb. I live in downtown Los Angeles. Some people say I'm crazy for that. I love it. Um, I am a full-time content creator, entrepreneur. I don't know if I should announce my sexuality, but I'm queer as hell. Um, Sweet. <laughs> we love all of it. What else you got? <laughs> I'm like, um, I grew up without Wi-Fi. Now I make all my money on the internet. Uh-huh, I grew up uh-huh. in like the world's tiniest town in a super religious community. And Where? yeah, um, Smithville, Missouri. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know that. I, I was gonna yeah. say, oh yeah, like no, that's not. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why was but I gonna follow you? There? I'm really happy yeah. for you that you don't know. I would be oh, worried okay, yeah. if you did. We call right. it shitville misery, actually. Oh, okay. Back well, that from. says a lot. You know, like it kind of summarizes <laughs> an experience. No offense to anyone who still lives there. If you're happy, I'm so happy for you. I personally right. was not. You were not happy there. <laughs> um, you know what's actually like wild is. this is this is like fucking wild so i don't know how long i've had this show maybe jordan does like i don't know five years let's say five years you have a a long you have a lot of podcasts yeah 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 five years and i've talked to like politicians and astronauts and best-selling authors and like a zillion musicians and actors and all these folks and what is wild is that i haven't talked to a ton of people who do your job like i just yeah like i just haven't um I don't know why that's true, but I haven't. So, but I, I kind of love that because me, I feel like it's yeah. a little bit ge- not. I want to say generic because I don't want to like literally bash myself. But everyone interviews influencers. I think it's kind of cool that it's a, more rare for you and you branch out so so much. I mean, I guess everyone inter- interviews influencers. I think some of it might just be like I'm old as fuck. <laughs> 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 and like, here's one thing I'll say is that I. 
I like consume TikTok, but I haven't like figured it out. Like I've had a couple yeah. things that did well on there, but like it's not my I mean, I think I don't know if it's like age or what's going on, just the particular skill set of doing stand up for a bunch of years. Like I feel like I figured out like reels on Instagram mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. at the time where it's like fuck you and everybody has already migrated mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm still happy that I have something because like I've, I was always too earnest for Twitter. So when like that was the thing, like yeah. sometimes it would do well, but I'm just like kind of a sweetheart and everybody was a dickhead. Yeah. So it like no, it I did. didn't fit in tonally. Honestly, you have to find your medium that fits you. In my opinion, my, my personal opinion, I think that as a part of our jobs as creatives, it's super important to like find your lane in every social outlet because like that's how we build our businesses nowadays. But I, I, I hear that all the time because TikTok is such a, like the way that you would make content for TikTok is not the way that you would make content for Instagram. The way you make content 100%. for Instagram is not the way you would make content for YouTube. Like these are these, they all have their different, like there's a different way that people want to consume content and they go to specific platforms to consume like specific styles of content. But yeah, there's a few comedians I follow on TikTok though, like Esther, I always forget her last name. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Little Esther is what she used to go by. What is her fucking last name? Pavitsky. Yes. She's so funny. And she does this. So she does a series on TikTok where she she's like, this is what hot like I am a hot girl connoisseur. And I'm here to tell you what like all the hot girls are doing right now. And she'll just do like a green screen video of like her top five, like hot girl things things that hot girls are into. So it's like a bit like something that she would probably do in her stand up, but she does it in a way that like we want to hear it on TikTok, like with a visual and like a one, two, three type thing. So I think there's, there's ways to do it, but I agree with you. It's just, I mean, I'm also just rambling because I do consultation. So part of my, one of my business. Okay. That's, yeah, this is interesting. Wait, hang on. I want to I want to jump in with one thing and then I want to hear more about that. Of course. There's another comic. So like Atsuko, who I know really well, and she just had an HBO special that came out. But the reason like she's a super talented comic, but like the reason that she essentially like got an HBO special is because, oh, God, I mean, I know we're not even supposed to say challenge anymore. But like, do you remember the drop challenge where everybody was like getting it was it was like a big deal. It was like a everybody did it for a minute. Um, and she created that where she was just oh. like, it's, I can't remember what, what was the rule sound is. It was literally just like, you like are in a public place and you like get extremely oh, low. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and hilarious. She fucking created that. And then Dude. like everybody did it like giant <laughs> cast of show, like whatever. And that massively benefited her stand-up career. And in those so videos, funny she's just like an incredible dancer and she's got an incredible style. She's actually not speaking in the thing that like made her. And so yeah, she's, and she's wonderful at the other job, but it was kind of wild to watch that where it's like, oh shit, this is just like, she's yeah. showing a whole other thing that has like nothing to do with her 100%. other job. Anyway, there's so much, there's just like so much opportunity that, that, that these, that TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, like that, like all of these platforms open the door for. And I I talk about this all the time. Like, yes, her, that bit had pretty much nothing to do with 
what she wants to do long term. And I feel like that's the roadblock that people come into. The consultation I do is mainly with musicians because I basically teach um, young female artists how to use social media as their business and how to build a community that's not just going to stay for one song, but to stay for all the songs because they love not only their music, but they love them as a person. And so it'd be the same for like a comic. And so that's what she was doing. She was building an audience that like, you know, she attracted them with her bit, but they stayed for her. And I think that's so smart. But people get so wound up. Well, I don't want to be known as the drop it girl. Okay, well, then, like, find a different route to get your special. That's okay. But, you know, then, you know, the people who who want to, you know, use the opportunity, like, can. It's so interesting, right? And it's the same with musicians like singing in the car. Like every time I do consult, they're like, I just don't want to sing in the car. I'm like, okay. I mean, you could easily have like five huge viral videos doing that. But if you don't want to, that's fine. I mean, it's just like, you, you don't want to, you, you don't want to be basic, but I get, yeah. I totally get it. You can do it in an authentic way, but honestly, sometimes like if something works, it just works. And why wouldn't you use it to your advantage? Because your ego or what? Shit. I mean, Maddie, let's, uh, I can't wait to hire you because you're a fucking genius. Um, but I, I do think that like for me again, because I am actually really into, I don't watch a lot of, um, I don't watch a lot of comedy on TV because it feels like work yeah. to me. Oh, like, yeah. I, don't I, watch I don't watch a lot of social media. I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't watch stand-up. I don't really watch most comedies. Like, sometimes I'll get into, like, a drama, right? Like, mm-hmm. Succession. We love it, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I do watch a lot of TikTok as, like, just a way of... I feel like I'm, like, studying. It's like It's, like, anthropology. I'm, like, studying yes. what's going on. And the way that music filters in there is so fucking genius because like when a sound is really going viral like that, I want to listen to that whole song. I absolutely Mm -hmm. add it to my Spotify. Mm -hmm. I like for sure feel like an emotional resonance with it because I've watched somebody that I that like impacted me. It almost feels like um, a song that one might listen to with friends and then like remember your friends. But I don't feel that I haven't felt that way about other types of social media where I feel like affected um, that that way. I don't I I feel that way about Esther because I watch her. So anytime that I see her stand up stuff come up or I I watched her show on Hulu, um, she had her that like, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it was so funny Um, that I feel that way. Like, I feel like this, like like I have this like parasocial relationship with her because I, because I like, I, I just like, I don't know. I have this, it feels like I'm on FaceTime with her and that's exactly what it is like with musicians. And I think with music, it's funny because it's almost like you feel like you found something Mm because this, this is like a whole new way to discover things on our own, you know, like where we have like new music Friday on Spotify and like SoundCloud and stuff like that. Like, that was the way that you were discovering new artists. Now there's like this whole other medium and you do like form these like parasocial relationships with these people and you get attached to the story behind the song and all of that. So interesting. Yeah. And actually, I mean, yo, I, (laughs) I can, I don't know if this is like at all a part of your life. I think probably not. But (laughs) when I think about even like prior to Spotify discovering new music, it's like driving the car driving in the Mm -hmm. car and like putting the radio on. And that's not a huge part of my life anymore. 
uh, at yeah. all. I mean, I do sometimes <laughs> listen to KCRW, which is a fucking amazing oh, um, cool. station here in LA that you should listen to sometimes because they okay, do, well. they like have amazing music curation by their like really? DJs. It's an NPR station, but they're known for like breaking new music. Shit's really good on there. Um, but other than that, like I listen to my own music when I'm, when I'm traveling, oh right. You know, like, or when yeah. I'm walking, like, it's not like, yeah. I'm not like discovering something because somebody's. I didn't even realize creating. you did music. No, not me. What I mean is not me. Oh, what I mean playlist. is I your listen playlist. to my own playlist, yeah, yeah. right? Like I listen, okay, yeah. like I don't, I'm not like letting somebody else pick for me. Yes. Outside yes. of KCRW, which again, I'm the same way. fucking listen to. Yeah, so I, I will. Oh, that's no, I'm the same exact way. Also, I was going to say, this is so funny. The last time I listened to the radio was because this car that I rented, the Bluetooth didn't work. And so I literally (laughs) had to like Google radio stations. I was like, how do you do this? I was like, what do I go to? (laughs) How does a radio work? Yeah, no, I get it. Like that's, that's for real. That's for real. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. I'm like literally like, uh, radio station near me, pop music, <laughs> top TikTok, top 20. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I like, I live in a house now that has like a, like I live in a house, but it has like a, um, code, a code, code entry, like on the door. Oh yeah. Code yeah. Entry. That's so, good. That's smart for LA. <laughs> yeah. And then I also have you know, like, so anyway, the other day I was like, oh, I got to like leave a key for somebody. Like I was just, I was like tapping into the past. Then I was like, no, I don't have to leave. I don't have a key. There's no key. I was like, I, how am I going to leave my key for my friend? And it's like, no, there's no, you don't have to just Ma'am, tell them the thing. No, um, that's so funny. That's <laughs> anyway. convenient though. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! How did this, okay, you come first from small town, Missouri. You Do you go straight to LA? No, I lived in Nashville for three years. Oh my God, I love Nashville. Did you like it? I love, I love Nashville. Yeah. Like, I really, really love it. Recently, I've been missing it a lot. I don't really miss it when I'm not there. When I'm there, I'm like sobbing for days because I'm just like, oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> but, um, Nashville's really no, cool. It's just like, yeah, I, I, what I really love about it is honestly the size of it compared to LA. Like you mm-hmm. can make friends anywhere in Nashville and you'll like continue to be friends because it doesn't matter how far you are. You're like 30 minutes, but in LA, yeah. it's like, I can't make friends who live in orange County. Cause I live downtown and I'm never going to see these hosts. No, I, we're all set. <laughs> We're all set with that. It's actually, and the community aspect, like there's this like competitive nature of LA that I personally do not subscribe to. I don't 
like feel the need to compete with anyone, but it's heavily like apparent to me that like the, the needs of comparison and com- competition is like uh, pushed on to me at all times where it's natural. For you, not not LA, for you. Like, why do you think, how, why do you think you're outside that um, mentality? Oh, because, because I know how, I know that that can, ne- will never do anything good for me and it will never, ever get me where I want to go. Comparison is, is, you know, if you get, this is so cliche, but like, obviously comparison's the death of joy. It's so true because mm-hmm. I, I, I am perfectly uniquely individually myself and I believe that about every single other person how am I going to compare my own work of art to somebody else's like we're completely different and like the second you start comparing that's the second you start it's like herd mentality then you're like becoming like other people you're trying to like be something that you're not then you're losing yourself you're not living in your authenticity you're not living in your highest self I just it's I don't want I just genuinely don't want to be like anyone else I want to be able to admire the things that other people do and other people's beauty and not let it affect mine well fucking yay for you that's incredibly mature and awesome sounds well, like that I mean, really benefits you like i like that's well, what an awesome mentality like seriously i think that sounds thanks. so helpful to there's, a career there's this beautiful analogy that i always think of and it's like when you look at the sun you think of how beautiful it is and you do the same thing with the moon but we never compare the two we were never like oh the the moon isn't as bright as the sun oh this you know you know they don't i'm not obviously i'm not verbalizing it well but they're just so completely different and uniquely beautiful and it's like the stars too every single star is the same we don't compare all the stars we're just like look at the sky it's a fucking beautiful sky like why do we do that as humans and honestly it is so inherently deeply ingrained in us especially as women from such a young age we are so deeply you know um socially groomed into comparison because we live in a capitalist society that profits off of our insecurities. So, you know, we, you know, the more that we compare ourselves, the more insecure we are. Oh my God, we'll just buy this lotion. This lotion is going to give you crystal clear skin like Becky next door. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel that there are lotions that can, um, solve my problems. So, uh, (laughs) I also believe that, which is why I do have a lotion wall. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't don't know, Maddie, I think I'm really, I'm really like sitting with what you're saying and I'm thinking about it. And for me, um, because I started in live performance, like when I started, um, doing comedy, this is in a pre-social media time and like just the start of social media and so you were like in a room with other people and it wasn't just about like the audience's reaction it was like other artists reaction totally shitheads to each other totally i think in person um i do think there's like a well everybody's there like it's not like everybody's right there Everybody that's fighting for the same job as you is like directly next to you. Totally. And it was that's brutal. Crazy. And I, and it, like, it was really, really rough. And this is still a mentality that I have had to work to relax because it's just mm. like, what the fuck? Like, these are cool people and get behind them, you know? And mm-hmm. 
I think that when people treated me brutally, my I I ingrained that in myself and then I totally. pushed it back out, right? And I just don't mm-hmm. know what it would be like to have like a bunch of success, not by virtually. yourself, but solo. Yeah, solo, yes. Yes. virtually. And it doesn't yeah. mean like, I know people are dickheads on the internet. I'm not saying that that's not true, right? But like, just the idea that those people are not in your actual physical face. Um, mm-hmm. do you? How did you feel about that? Like, what was that like starting there? Like, do you feel like it impacted this? Like, how was that on your self-esteem? Let's just talk about yeah. that. Well, honestly, I have a thought about what you said. I think that's so interesting. Like the comparison of like the in-person, like literally feeling the energy of other people towards you. And then virtually, I think there's like pros and cons to both sides for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, virtually you could, you have, <laughs> you could literally like become like a joke on the internet to like millions of people and have like millions of comments that you can't even filter. Just oh like people God, like bashing so you. Real. And oh, then like so that real. also, and then that also like affects your income. Cause like a brand is not going to hire a girl who's like literally everyone's making fun of on the internet. It's not really like the face of the brand that they want. But then in person, it's like, you literally have to put yourself in some sort of like energetic bubble because even if you're the best in the room, people are most likely people are still going to treat you really poorly because of jealousy and the comparison within themselves. So it's like, they don't want you to know you're the best in the room. So they're going to make sure that you don't feel like the best in the room. You know, especially like you said, if you're a woman, like nobody wants women to be the best. Yes. Yes. That's true. Wait, but have, have you... I just don't know the answer to this. So if it's if it's like a fucked up question, then just tell no, me that. But I, like, have you had the experience of like folks like duetting something? Oh, can- or like, cancellation or yeah, whatever? Yeah, like cancellation or even that sort of like mocking that you're talking. Because I've certainly seen that where yeah. folks are like, because that's like different than cancellation. I don't know what that's called. Like, um. Yeah, I would. I feel Roasting? like like so, social bullying. Like yeah, 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 Bully- yeah, yeah. Exactly. Have you had that bit. experience? Uh, yes and no. Like not so a uh, large enough scale to where I can't get away from it. I don't have like threads of Reddit like bashing me. I've had definitely. No, yeah, I know. Let's. That's a thing. That's like a really yeah, scary. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't touch Reddit. I think that like I don't. I don't even want to attract that energy into my life. I like don't look at my name. I had a toxic friend who was like always on it and sending me stuff about oh, myself. No. And I was like, I serious? don't want to see that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and like sending me my own like YouTube comments. And I was like, I don't care. But yeah, I do. I get um, like there's people all the time who do wet me or comment or, you know, and my YouTube comments are like, tr- like trash. I don't know why. They're just so mean <sighs> on YouTube. Oh, um, people but are so mean on YouTube. I don't know why that is. Either. Well, <laughs> why is that? Is it because you can like really, really hide? Like I that feels like you can hide more than that. That, because like, that, you're that not is having, like a deep hole. That's so true because people don't have, you know, you can't, your YouTube demographic, your demo, like your audience is almost never correct because people don't have like real profiles. They have like these like user right, profiles. Right, right, that's right. true. And I also think there's like a conglomerate of men, like, crusty men who like love to watch YouTube shorts for some oh reason. Gosh, like, I, like it's not like, like <sighs> I just, I don't know what it is, but back to what you were saying, sorry, I keep like diverting, but I have no, so I'm many thoughts this. about this. This is a really fun convo. I like yeah. It. I love this. Um, but I just feel like 
yeah, there, I get trolls on the internet. I get people talking um, negative to me all the time. But I like the difference between the in-person stuff and the online stuff. I I really protect my space and my peace, and I don't. I I'm I'm a blocker. I'll immediately block. I'll like delete comments. Like if it's on my page, like I just don't let that in. And then when it comes to other people, I, I've switched my mindset recently, actually, because I started growing a lot more at the beginning of this year. And with growth comes the love and the hate, um, the good and the bad. And I had to switch my mindset basically to be like, well, if I, if I do want what I say what I want, which is to become... <clears throat> To become someone who's more well known, to use my voice, to like ha- have an audience of millions of people, then I have to be somewhat. Um, what's the word I'm searching for? Um, I have to controversial. I have to be someone. Right. No one ever gets anywhere without having opinions that people agree with and disagree with. Yeah. I don't. I. I physically cannot be liked by every single person. And it's interesting too, because with that mindset also comes like, I can't get too attached to the love either, because as much attachment that I have with like the people who love me, that's as much power that I give the people who hate me because like, I'm, you know, that's like the people pleasing in me that just like wants so badly for people to like what I'm doing. And obviously that's very important. That's like a big part of our jobs. But at the end of the day, like the the opinion that matters is mine and mm-hmm. like staying authentic to myself and my content feeling like I am doing, you know, what I, I was meant to do. And, you know, I'm maintaining my purpose behind all of this content, but it's just, yeah, it's so interesting because there's so much self work that has to be done if you're going to be in the public eye, because if you're allowing other people's opinions to dictate your self worth, then they get to control your happiness and your joy. Like you're not even the numbers too. That's a big one for social creators because your numbers are never consistent. You're, you're like on a really high high. And then the next day you're getting a thousand views and you're like, what the hell did I do wrong? And you're internalizing that. And you can't do that to be successful in this industry. Like you actually have to have your self-worth come from yourself. And I just think that that's a daily practice. That's like a daily effort. Yeah, it for sure is. And I would add to that, that, um, you know, it's been my experience that, and I don't know if you've like had this, this moment yet, but like, just is actually impossible unless you're, no, but she doesn't work all the time. I was gonna be like, unless you're Beyonce, whatever, people take breaks. There is no way to mm-hmm. stay at a consistent level. And mm-hmm. um, ups and downs are part We're of it. And I think to. I didn't know that. Like when I first started, yeah. I was like, when you're on your way up, it's just like, you're keeping on that. Like <laughs> as long as you're up, yeah. you're going to keep going up. And it's, that's just like, it's not how anything works. It's not how other jobs work too, right? Like you mm-hmm. get a promotion, then you don't get an, a, like, you don't get another mm-hmm. promotion the next week. Yeah. You know? So there yeah. is like a leveling out that um, so I true. think we talk about a lot. And I think that when you're talking about that love, if during a time of leveling out, you might even lose some of that. You're not on pe- the top of people's minds and stuff. So you're right. If you're like dependent on that, which sometimes in my life I have been, you know, it's. Oh, yeah. I think it, it's then your supply goes away and you're just like living yeah. like a regular mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. got to make sure that those days are worth 
living too. I want to, before I like, before this gets away from me, because I just want to ask, I feel like I know this because I know other people who like work in your equivalent jobs to you, but like, I feel like maybe there's a lot of listeners who don't know this. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about like the financial breakdown of your job, like Mm -hmm. where you make money, what sort of, like, what's the diversity of of when things come in? Like, and you don't have to give me numbers, but more so just like percentages. Like, what are you, what do you get? Like, what is the cobbling together? Because I think a lot of people don't know the answer to this. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy to answer this question. I love talking about this stuff. Is it okay if I respond really quick to what you're saying earlier? Because you said you don't know if I've had, if I've had this experience. And I actually absolutely have had that experience of like feeling like I'm on this roller coaster and then in the low moments feeling like I'm not um, doing something right. Like somehow like I'm, you know, the level of effort I'm not, or like I'm not aligned with the something. And, um, there's this woman, um, I forget her actual name, but she's called manifestation babe. And I did this course with her. Yeah. And she talks about seasons and she actually talks about being a content creator and how in entertainment and in any place in life, we go through seasons. Like we are not meant to have like this, sort of consistency like uh, ariana grande isn't always like it, ariana grande isn't even always like the top number one pop star in the entire Absolutely. world like there's always sometimes she's on vacation you know, and <laughs> sometimes somebody yeah, else has exactly. the number she's one a person. Yeah. she's yeah she's a person and she talked about these seasons and like we have these seasons of highs and where we need to go and like put all of our energy into continuing the growth and then we need seasons of rest where we just allow ourselves to be in a place of like not constantly on the grind and not like actively growing and maybe even like in our minds we feel like we're degressing a little bit but I call that the slingshot technique I've been talking about this recently on my social media where it's like right before you get where you want to go you kind of have to go backwards a little bit and then you can you know you know you hit your bullseye era (laughs) that's what I've been saying on social media but I just think that it's so necessary to have these like different parts because also how are we supposed to really really experience and enjoy and like live in the moment of the highs if we never have the low parts like we won't be able to fully appreciate when we're up there you know what I'm trying to say yeah I I mean I feel that way like spiritually and emotionally too you know yeah that like yeah. Oftentimes my experience has been that I like wake up in a totally different place with something. Yeah. Like something like yeah. forgiveness or something like mm-hmm. a breakup, you know, like it's it's mm-hmm. like the it's gradual, sure, but I do see in my own life that it often feels like it's all of a sudden that I'm over the ridge. Yeah. You know, like that it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't just it's not just like a slow plotting where every day feels the same. I think that's that's part of I, I agree. You know, human growth and you know, for me. A hundred percent. I I could not agree more. I, I feel like I'm addicted to change in that way. <laughs> and that's part of why I love this job because there's just me no too. content. I'm addicted to change it's like too. there's like yeah, there's just like no day oh, yeah. that's the same, really. Yeah. You know, unless you are in like one of those like rest periods of of time, which I went through like a little bit at the beginning of this year, actually a lot of it. Mm. And, um, yeah, this is such an interesting conversation for the place of life that I'm in right now, because I feel like these are the lessons that I've really been learning the past, like the first half of this year. Happy Pride Month, by the way. Yeah, it is day one. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know, I always think that 
I always think that like, I'm not going to care that much about pride. I don't know why that is. I think it's like, I think it's like seeing people that I think, I think be cool about it. I think it's like people being like, yeah. I don't even care about Bud Light or whatever, like queer, queers. Yeah, but then yeah, I was yeah. driving this morning um, and I like saw my first pride, like rainbow flag out in front of a business and it's just like Aww. somewhere in a bar and like it always gets me like Aww. I don't know why I think yeah. I'm gonna be like immune to this feeling of being welcome but I'm not I love it I'm not I, I'm not I really immune. love it too I'm I'm one year out uh, almost one year out <gasps> publicly on the internet Dance yeah to Betsy this is amazing <laughs> how has that been how's your yeah. year been it's been the most amazing, most freeing, wonderful thing. Wow. I think I would just like, I really didn't want it to be a deal. Uh -huh. Like I didn't, I just like casually mentioned it in a video. And then I just kind of created content around it for the first time. But it was just so I didn't even realize how what a burden that was to hold wow. onto myself, like, not not really being fully authentically me. And then over the past year, like being able to share other parts of my life that have more to do with like my sexual identity. It's been just so, um, I don't know. I literally, I, I feel the same way. Like I just didn't think that pride was going to be that important to me, but it really, really has been, especially just like reflects so much on my trajectory of my life, like where I grew up Is this your and first everything. Pride season being out? <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, Maddie, yes. this is so fun. Oh, you're going to have such a and good got, time. And I got invited to my first Pride event. And I'm so excited about it. I just like feel so lucky to be in the like openly in the community. Yeah. Because I mean, I've been out to people in my personal life. Yeah. Since I was like, I, I mean, I knew I knew for so long. But since I was like 19, I think, um, in college, uh, I was like, very much like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like other things. <laughs> other other <laughs> things is a hilarious <laughs> thing to say. Um, yeah, Maddie, I mean, you know, that's awesome. You got invited to your first Pride event. And I hope that, I hope for you, oh man, I'm thinking about like, when I was, how old must I have been? Maybe I was still in college or just out of college. And I'm from Chicago, but I was living in Boston at the time. And I came... Mm -hmm home I was visiting my family and my older sister was also home and maybe my little sister too I don't know but I I didn't realize that it was the same weekend that the like parade was gonna go on and my mm -hmm. I think we took the train like a commuter rail train down my siblings and I and we went to the zone that it is in Chicago, which is called Boys Town. And I just remember like walking through, like I didn't even stay. We didn't go to a bar. We didn't like, it just was, I literally was just like, Duh! and like Whoa. walked through yeah. the crowd and then like went home. And and even that feeling is really impactful. And really seeing the, the flags mm -hmm. is really impactful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder yeah. what this is going to be like for you. I'm so excited. I'm really curious too, because also living in a place like LA, it's just so, it's so just every day. I feel like it's very right. acceptable right. and like loving. And I don't feel any type of like weirdness in any way, shape or form. 
you know, when I go back home, I do, but, um, but I, yeah, that's why I'm like super interested. I'm like, what is, how different is going to be? Cause I, I also got like a little emotional last night when it hit midnight, I was with my, some friends and I like never, ever, ever go out like ever. And I was with this group of like really amazing women. And we were just all sober at this event, just having the time of our lives dancing. And it hit my midnight and we're like, happy pride. And like, I was just like, wow, I, if I, I just had like an inner child moment where I was like, I literally thought that this was a sin my entire life. I felt guilt for the way that I felt towards women. I like carried this burden with me for so long. And now I, I don't even think about that. Like, that's not something that I deal with. That's not something that I'm still healing from in any way. And now it's just something that I celebrate and I celebrate other people. And like, there's people that I love in my life who, um, I, I celebrate in that way. I don't know. It was just, it was like such a beautiful moment. And I felt very grateful that mm-hmm. for to be in the place of life that I'm in and to be able to share it publicly, that that's just like, I can't even, I can't even like conceptualize that. And when I think about myself in the past, like I don't, if I could tell her, I just don't, I just don't even know. I think she would just be so wouldn't even know what to think. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up thinking like that my thoughts and feelings and even like myself, like the word sin for sure. Um, you know, I thought I was like damned to hell, which was like an actual physical place. I mean, wild, yeah, me wild thoughts. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're right about LA because I do feel super um grateful for some of the choices that I make. I'm not I like certainly not always out, but like last weekend I think I went to uh to see some drag kings. So fucking fun. Um wait, fun? Yeah, yeah. What? I didn't even know that was a yeah, thing. The, I've they're never called been. like the, them fatals. Come. It's amazing. What? So fucking fun. That sounds so yeah, fun. And so like we went to I went to see these kings with a with a couple friends. And there was like dance party afterwards. And it was so fun and inclusive and wonderful. And like downtown or where was it? Like near Chinatown in like a weird, like. Oh, that's where I live. Oh. I live downtown. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's so fun. You got to come. It was so fun. Um, And it was already like charged up. And then they, then they like made the announcement of when their pride show was going to be. And so it's that feeling for me of, I'm going to probably go back to that same event and it's just going to feel a little elevated. Like it's going to feel a little more celebratory. Like it's already a part Mm -hmm. of my life. I already choose these things Mm -hmm. and it's just like one notch up and we love that. Who doesn't want to be one notch up? Absolutely. (laughs) Who doesn't? Who doesn't want that? Yeah. 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 I, I like love any excuse to celebrate anything. Like <laughs> I, sure. I am just one of those people that's like, oh, we need to buy a cake. This is a celebration. You literally just filmed your 100th video. <laughs> celebrate. Like, I don't know. I, lo- I love any reason to celebrate, but this is, this is going to be so interesting. I, I'm also, I like journaled this morning a little bit and I was like, whoa, my first open prime month. I mean, I just, I literally came out to my parents in December of last year and then I came out on the internet like a few months Beautiful. later. Um, and so it's like, I guess it doesn't really feel like I'm that baby out because I've like personally just been out for a, a couple of years. But um, yeah, it's just so funny. I, I wonder how it's going to affect me, but it'll be really fun, I think. I hope so.
I like completely diverted the conversation again. I know you asked about the this finances. Is good. This that, is like this show. Influencer. This is this works for this show. For this show, good. The listeners like a journey. We're on a journey. We're talking. We're, it's all. Amazing. It's all coming out. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we love it. So yeah, let's get back to that. Just because I I do have that curiosity still about like Correct. where does it come from? How are you doing this? I know that 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 is still really opaque to a lot of people who aren't like super yeah. familiar with what you do. It's it's so funny because I, I sometimes I'm like, oh, that's boring. People know how it works. No, but really, people, do people not don't. Know. People uh-uh, don't. No. Yeah. I don't think so. So anyway. uh, honestly, it just depends on the creator where their main income comes from. But I would say number one, like your main source of income as an influencer is most likely going to be brand deals. Yeah. So brand deals comes and come brand deals come in all shapes and sizes. So you have your like standard affiliate brand deals where you only like you'll post about something but you only make money if people buy that thing from your specific code or link people do not know about Um, this this is i think already a thing that people don't even though like really well yeah because when people even advertise on the on this show the very show you're listening to right now there's (laughs) there'll be like the you know if it's, it's something where it's like a url and then slash query or whatever, you know, if it's not yeah. like, yeah. it's not baked in the same way with like a mm-hmm. TikTok where you're going to like click on a thing and go, you know, it's like, that's how it is on podcasts. Yeah. And um, totally. the reason that that query exists at the end of the URL is because like the company is you tracking get the whether or not things cross through directly from this podcast. What? What is their ROI? It's all dependent yes. on the brand's goal. Your your you know your deal, whatever you're doing, is dependent on the brand's goal. So I think like a lot of brands also get confused with when working with influencers because I I mean I told you I do consultation, I do some with brands as well. Um, I'm actually going to speak on a panel in Toronto for businesses and like how to work with influencers. Um, but that's that's one of the first things that I say is like it really just depends on a goal. Is your goal marketing, which is generally an influencer's job, which is to market something, or is it sales? That's a complete those are two completely different things. So like if you're working with Amazon per se like per se, they have an influencer program and it is completely revolved around sales because they ha- they have they are an affiliate marketing branch. Their influencer program is affiliate marketing. So an influencer ha- all these influencers have storefronts on their Amazon. So if you see like an influencer being like, oh, I, I, this is how I did my hair and everything I use in this video is on my Amazon storefront. That is an affiliate link. And they, and you should always buy from it. If you see something that an influencer is inspiring you to buy, you should always buy it from their affiliate link because that's how they earn money. And that's, you know, you know, they did do the work in order to get the sale. So I'm always super transparent about that. That's but, awesome. Um, and makes so much sense. And then maybe you could talk for a moment about the like marketing side of things. And that's really yes. just like so, somebody showcasing the thing. Yeah. And that's super important for um, the influencer and the brand to know what that that, that is the goal. Because listen, if you're paying for one TikTok, it doesn't matter if the creator has 10 million followers. I'm going to tell you nine times out of 10, that's not going to be, you're not going to sell a ton of things from that one TikTok. That influencer's job, if they're being hired for one TikTok, is brand awareness, product awareness, and to 
to market whatever you're talking about. So let's say it's a hairbrush and I'm doing my hair and I'm like, this is why I love this hairbrush and I need this hairbrush, blah, blah, blah. I'm probably not going to make a ton of sales. Even if that video got a hundred thousand likes, 70,000 saves, statistically, people don't buy things on the internet until they see them seven or more times. So if, if I was like, um, if I was like on this, the marketing team of this hairbrush company, uh, what I would probably do is I would hone in on 20 influencers. Let's say I have a budget of $40,000. I'm going to hone in on 20 influencers that are in this ex- in, in the exact demo that I'm looking for. Like, let's say women from the ages of 20 to 35 all in the USA. That That's the demo that I'm looking for. And these creators, their niche, what I'm looking for is beauty skincare, hair care, like beauty creators who do like lifestyle content and who have a strong relationship with their community and have built trust within that community. So I'm going to take those 20 influencers. I'm going to give them each like a, like $2,000 just for, you know, easy sake. And I am going to basically try to hone in and get that community of people, these women from ages 20 to 30 in the USA to see to see this product over seven times because like my goal is for brand awareness and to within this in like marketing campaign to get to the point where I am building ROI from these 20 influencers. If that makes Maddie, sense. Maddie, here's what I'm gonna say. Or, okay, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh sorry, sorry, last thing. Or I would take two influencers and I will build out a campaign that's two months long and have them each post multiple videos over two months, because in that case, like my, my, you know, goal is a mix of marketing brand awareness and sales, then I'm going to build a consistency with those followers communities, so that the more that those followers see that product on these two influencers pages, I'm going to like hone in on these people. And I'm going to try to get them to sell product if that makes sense. It does. And you explained that so well. And obviously, that's why you're going to be on panels and all this. And this is why you work as a consultant in this area. And I think that's something that really stands out to me, especially for like listeners um, who might be like not Gen Z, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Is I think there's like a, I think there's still a lack of understanding for a lot of people. I could be wrong um, around the fact that like, you are essentially your own company, you know, like and, mm-hmm. and every influencer is. And I and I am too. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little different. Mm-hmm. You some are. Of my stuff is like more. I mean, number one, I have a company, right? Like we all yeah. have companies. Um, yeah. Of which I am the sole employee. Uh, but like <laughs> there, I think for you, you know, something that's super interesting to me is that like when because especially like something like working with a brand, I think that there might not be an understanding around the fact that you like you are essentially even if somebody there's like a marketing department that's like, we should get Maddie, then you are the one that's like brainstorming on what the idea is. And you are the one that's like, shooting it and you are the one that's like putting it up. So Hopefully. hopefully, Hopefully. Yeah. Because sometimes brands try to take the reins on that one. And that's usually when you get a thousand views on your video because (laughs) they don't know your community. They don't know what your audience likes and wants to watch and what's going to be beneficial for them. You do. So 
yeah yeah so that's also a big that's that super interesting about. yeah i mean i guess what i'm saying is like you are your own like commercial yeah. production company which i think mm-hmm. is when people are like how can you make money like this or like how, why is this person affiliating themselves with brands it's like mm-hmm. because this person is so good at this specific thing that they're now they're making commercials like you're making commercials yes Oh, 100%. And it is interesting. Like, I, I agree with you that a lot of people don't really have this concept of like, influencers being their own business. And, and it's really, unless you're either one doing the research and like, tr- like, trying to understand our world, or you're, you only understand it if you do that, or if you somehow try to do it for yourself for your own business. Yeah. Because I can't even tell you how many times like I've talked to people. And you know, at first, they're like, Oh, yeah, like, I, I wish I could make five grand posting a 15 this, this is what I, this is what exactly like, what I'm talking the, about this yeah, exact yeah, yeah. mentality. I, yeah. And then and then they're like, you know, in these business meetings and they've got the new young exec coming up and they're like, we've got to get on TikTok, people. Then they're pulling up all their stats and now their understanding is they're like, okay, fine, we'll, we'll get on TikTok. And then it doesn't work. Nothing works. They don't understand how to do it. They realize how much work it is. They realize it's a whole full-time job in and of itself. And that's when they understand like, oh, wait, yeah, this is an entire business. Yes. And then, and Matt, yeah. And then like to take that to like the influencer level, which I've only touched like the surface of like the financials of like being an influencer, because not only you, I mean, personally as an influencer, I don't want to be reliant on brand deals ever for my income. Like I have been in that place in the past and it's okay, but there's no um, consistency in that. There's no stability. You are also like building up somebody else's brand. If you are an influencer who is trying to like, you know, build this audience and the community for a, a longevity of your career, your goal is to create your own brand at some point that you're then marketing for yourself. That's what you're working towards. Or, you know, building a podcast where you have you do have like six months contracts with brands or you go on like a podcast yeah. tour or, you know there's so many different sectors and i think it just depends what your goal is when you're going when you're entering social media and like looking at it as a career and looking at it as a job um but yeah that's it's it's so true like people have <laughs> like yeah they they don't i, I get it i get it because we make it look easy because that's our job yeah. Our job is literally to make it look like all I do all day is just like pull out my little phone and take my little videos and like yeah, touch my little camera. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I've built an entire software to organize all of my businesses and all of the my income and my to-do list and everything that I've done but like in order to automate as much as humanly possible because I literally... I, there's just so much that goes into this. Oh, you know, man. you don't, people just don't really know. Yeah. I mean, and I gotta yeah. say like, especially, I'm so glad to hear you talk about this, you know, and I really think that there's a lot of listeners this will be interesting for, because I mean, especially like, you're like, you know, a young, like attract, you're like pretty, you like making fun things that are like, you know, cute and like accessible yeah. and like, interesting or whatever but i think that hearing the, like the fucking business model behind it because especially yeah. since there's like the especially because we devalue 
like the the way I've described you is like the exact person that we devalue in terms of like mm-hmm. their intelligence, you know, and that's mm-hmm. working course. against you. And it's working against like a lot of influencers because there's a lot of influencers that like have this thing going on that I think we can put into a category of like nobody could be smart and capable and also like yeah. wear makeup like for, you know, right. it's like it's like a complete will- mis- misunderstanding <sighs> of the Kardashians, right? Yeah. Like it's like. No, no, 100%. they're fucking geniuses. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, guys, they're so smart. Geniuses. But it's so, oh my God, I have so many thoughts on what you just said. Like my mind is spinning because it's like, that is so accurate. And it's so interesting because for me, I, I, at a certain point, I just decided to take advantage of people underestimating yeah, me. That's and right. I, I just, <laughs> because honestly, that's what the Kardashians do. Yeah. Do they not? The reality show, they are all executive producers of their show. Yep. You don't think that every single thing is running through the freaking Kardashian funnel. Are you kidding? It's all so curated and they're geniuses. I respect the fuck out of them. Chris is a fucking genius. Yeah. I think she's like, I, I obviously don't agree more, like ethically with a lot of things 100. that they do, but it doesn't matter <laughs> if we're talking pure business, like they're geniuses. And it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know our society and like conditioning and what you know the way that we view women in this society and it's like it's like the classic like back in the twitter days it was like oh you're you wear uggs and you drink starbucks you're a basic bitch like anything that women love like our society is going to attack it's so fun. And, and like it being an influencers is an inherently feminine thing to do, especially when you're like doing beauty and hair care, like whatever it is, like it, people devalue it so much because it is inherently feminine. And it's just yeah. like a very sad part of living in our in, in like this current world. I think that obviously we're moving in the right direction. And with, you know, a lot of the women that I respect who do social media and like are public about how that affects us. But I I think also there, there's like this balance of, I I also just like have to learn how to live in this world. And like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do what I, what I do. And I'm gonna take advantage of what you give me. You know what I mean? It's like, the the hate is engagement. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I want to move on to just the final little segment of our show in a second. But just to support what you're saying, I think well, number one, obviously, Legally Blonde is one of the most classic yes. films of all time that I think the whole point yes. of it is what we're talking about. And I would also add that, like, nobody ever describes Joe Rogan as an influencer. And that fucking mm-hmm. dude, like, that is what he is more than anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I disagree with everything he's doing. But, like, yes. because he has, like, dumb muscles, for some reason, he's in, like, a different category. And, like, he's not yeah. in a different category He's in the same category in terms of like, he built his business, he built his brand, he's, you know, working with partners all the time. And it, it just is like we slot people into different categories based on like, you know. It's the same, like what you said with Joe, the same thing as what you said with Joe Rogan. It's like, why is it socially acceptable for men to want to build massive businesses and make a lot of money, but women have to apologize for wanting to be successful or somehow justify it with some sort of like charity or like, Oh, I'm going to give this away or like, Oh yeah, I know I have a lot of these types of things, but I'm definitely, I'm going to give it. There's not that type of X. Obviously those things are good things. I'm not bashing charities or, or anything in any way. I'm just saying like, there's not that 
social expectation on men like it is on women. It's like this, it's, it's all goes into like the same category of like, Joe Rogan is a fucking influencer. Yeah. Is he, is he influencing people to do the right things? Absolutely fucking not, but he, he is. is. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maddie, before I send you back into your day, um, I always have a, a question I ask at the end of the show, which is for you to shout out a queero and a queero is like a person, place or thing that made you feel that you could be who you are today. Do you have mm. anyone, any place, any piece of media that you'd like to shout out? That's so good. I mean, my immediate thought was Dylan Mulvaney. Sweet. Um, I love her. I met her. It's so funny. I met her right before her blow up. Um, she had 30,000 followers on Instagram. Um, she was like one of the sweetest person ever. And um, I, it's it's hard to watch the negativity that she has to deal with on a daily basis, but it's so, she's just like started an entire revolution. And in my opinion, I think she's one of the most like graceful um, people that I've ever seen on like approach the internet. Like I, I think she, she is like the type of influencer that I aspire to be Mm -hmm. in that way in my own world, in my own way. But um, in the way that she only addresses you know, she addresses so much negativity yeah. with so much grace and love and beauty. Like, I, I and I like very much respect that, and I look up to that, and I admire her for that. So that would definitely be my I mean, shout out. You know, I think about in terms of like visibility for trans women. Like we had Laverne Cox and like Caitlyn Jenner, and those folks. I mean, mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner. No, we don't love. <laughs> We don't love Laverne Cox. We no, do love. But no, um, no. just in terms of visibility, like yeah. those folks had a different um, and they they fucking moved things so far, but they also had a different proximity to their work than Dylan does. And so Dylan is mm-hmm. like, she's yes. so close to her work that I, um, she, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a fucking hero. All those people are heroes. And I hope that she, you know, continues yeah. to have all the support yeah. that she needs because such a good word. Yeah. Hero is such a good, accurate um, word. And I Maddie, I loved talking to you. You are smart as hell. I wish you all the success in the world. Fucking go get them. I know you already are, but like, keep at it. Thank you. This was so <laughs> fun. I had the best time. Thank you so much for having me. Like, this is one of my favorite podcasts I've done. Right. I had the best time. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun.